0: Good morning everybody. It's good to see you all. What a beautiful day, yeah? How many of you have been enjoying how hot it is? <laughs> a couple of you. Good, yeah. We're all kind of thawing out from winter. It feels good, right? Maybe too good. My wife would disagree about the, the weather right now, but uh, yeah, it's exciting. exciting. Uh, new seasons are happening. We're kicking off a new series today, Teach Us to Pray. And we just, uh, we're just excited to celebrate a baptism as well. If you're new with us, welcome. My name's Drew, um, worship director here. Just glad to see you all. Thanks for spending a part of your Sunday morning with us today. We have joy in our hearts because of Jesus. Amen? Uh, just take a few minutes. We're going to greet the people around us. And if you need a question to ask them, ask them if they have any cool summer plans. It's feeling like summer out there. That summer sun and warm weather is here. What kind of summer plans do you have? Share with your neighbor. Go ahead and stand up and greet the people around you. All right, some of y'all have some sweet summer plans. I'm hearing them, that's awesome. As we get into our time of worship, we just invite you to remain standing with us if you're able. And as we get into this, this is just a passage from 1 John. It's a letter from uh, John the disciple, an eyewitness of Jesus, and he's writing to the churches to keep them encouraged. And he says this, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and send his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. This is the God we worship who came and he did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. I don't know how many times I need to hear that, but Sundays are great days to remember that Jesus has done for us what we can't do for ourselves. And so our response is to worship. Our response is to lift our voices and sing praise and and reach to him and seek him today. So we invite you as we sing this song out, just to sing it out with us, we're going to worship. This is our God who saved us.
1: to receive the message this morning. And and we really just believe in your name. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated.
2: Well, good morning. Uh, It's my uh, privilege to welcome you again. Uh, Drew did a great job. Thanks team for leading us in song, as we prayer, as we worship our God, uh, it's a joy to be able to worship together. I'm Pastor Aaron, campus pastor here at Watershed. As you can see up on the screen, uh, Heart alike, we're made up of three worshiping communities uh, on this same campus, all working together uh, for the same mission, uh, to see everyone joining in the journey, right? All of our lives are a journey. Um, no matter where you're at on that journey, we want to join with you Um as you find your identity, as you're found in, as you're formed by, and as you follow Jesus. That's our mission here. Uh, That's our joy to see people come to life in Christ, to know Christ more, um, to to navigate the ups and downs together. Uh, One of the cool things we have as being a community, a church, the body of Christ, is welcoming people into community. Uh, Ben and Shana Shane has been serving in nursery, so if, if when she stands up here and you don't recognize her, that's because for almost since COVID, uh, you have been uh, helping take care of our our youth, our youngest kids have been loving on them, serving us in that capacity. Thank you um, for how you've served. You're transitioning now a little bit because you got a full time job. So praise God for that, right, Ben? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, um, but how you've served, you've, by not being a member of our church, right, covenant partner, and yet you've served. You've given yourself, you've, you guys have been a part of our family already, um, but today you're affirming your faith in front of us, and um, Bennett and Avery, we get to baptize into the promises of Jesus. Just a little fact, it's their anniversary, eight-year anniversary tomorrow, And I got to officiate their wedding eight years ago. So uh, it's fun to see how God um, links. I've been able to know your family for, what, 14 years um, now. Um, So it's really a blessing to be able to be with you today. As we think about baptism and we think about our mission, uh, I just want to read to you what baptism is. Usually, I'll say it in different ways, but this morning I want to read just these words, I want you to, to listen in, that baptism, whether you're affirming God's baptism in your life, Ben, Shana, whether we're baptizing Bennett and Avery, whether we're remembering today or even thinking about what would baptism mean for me, baptism is a sign and a seal, right? It in itself isn't something sacred and holy, but what God does in it is. It's a sign and seal of God's grace, his promises to his people. And by the way, if you didn't know it, for God so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus, right? Drew reminded us of that as we entered worship this morning. That this, these promises in baptism that we hear about, we're going to rest in whether you know them or have yet come to know them. These are God's promises for us. And if we step into them, if we step into that journey, those promises can be real for us. And here are the promises of God. First, forgive us of our sins. Just as water washes us, right? When we wash our hands, we take a shower, we take a bath. As we cleanse ourselves, we know that water cleanses us. But ultimately, Jesus washes us, forgives us of our sins. We also know that in baptism, this sign and seal says, you're part of my family. God says, you know, blood is great. You've got family here, right? And and, and that blood is important. Uh, But we're also part of something bigger, that God says, you're part of my family. You're not just the family I've given you, uh, that have raised you, that have walked with you, but you're actually part of this bigger thing called the church, my body. right? The church isn't a building. It is the people of God joined together in Jesus Christ. And that leads us to the third thing that baptism reminds us of is God says, I give you my Holy Spirit, that my presence, my power, my peace dwells with you daily to renew us and to cleanse us and then ultimately leads us into the fourth promise in our baptism, and that is eternal life. That we weren't people created just for 10 years on this earth, 80 years on this earth. We were created for eternity. That earth is just, in, in this life that we know physically, is it, it, just a small part of this eternal life that God has created us for, redeemed us, brought us back for, saved us for in Christ. Did you know that this morning? You weren't created just for This, you were created for so much more, and Christ has rescued us to experience eternity. That's what baptism reminds us of the forgiveness of God, adoption into His family, the Holy Spirit, His presence with us. Right? He's going to be with Bennett. Yep, the Holy Spirit. God's going to be with you, bud. And Avery with you, just like He's been with Ben, you and your journey. Shayna, you and yours and promises to continue be with you into eternity. So we remember, and we remember this by water, because water washes, it purifies, it nourishes, right? How many of you need a good cup of water? How many of you this morning grabbed a cup of brown water? <laughs> it nourishes us. <laughs> no, but that water, Jesus, nourishes us. So today we celebrate. Uh, ben, Shana, if you want to stand up and Let's welcome them this morning. Ben and Sheena, as you affirm that faith that you have had, that you've lived into, as you're on a journey, I'm going to ask you a few questions, uh, and then we'll move into baptism. But first, do you believe, uh, ultimately as Christians, right, this is an important question, do you believe in Jesus Christ, that he's the Son of God, sent to redeem the world, to love and trust him as the one who saves you from sin and do you with repentance and joy. Embrace him as the Lord of your life, if you can say so. Please say, we do, God helping us. We do, God helping us. Awesome. And do you believe that the Bible is the word of God revealing Christ and his redemption, his story, that the confessions of the church faithfully reflect that salvation, that revelation? Again, if you can say so, we do, God helping us. Third, do you accept the gracious promises of God sealed in your baptism? Right? That's why we talk about baptism. Do you accept those promises, that baptism, and do you affirm your union with Christ and the church that the baptism signifies? We do, God helping us. Awesome. And then finally, do you promise to do all you can with the help of the Holy Spirit to strengthen your love and commitment to Christ by sharing faithfully in the life of the church, honoring and submitting to its authority? You join with the people of God everywhere to do the work of the Lord. Awesome. And now as we think about baptism for Bennett and Avery. Knuckles? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She smiled. (laughs) And the fact that Bennett gave me knuckles is huge. So like... (laughs) Um, but I've got one more question as you bring your children to be baptized, right? We know God loves them before they ever know it. Um, but you're committing to to raising them in the ways of Jesus. So do you promise to instruct them in the truth of God's word, in the way of salvation through Jesus Christ, to pray for them, to teach them to pray, and to train them in Christ's way by your example through worship and in the nurture of the church? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Now, Bennett and Avery. I'm going to share some words with you guys, okay? And we gave you a little book, and you can't, you, you, you really don't understand everything I'm saying right now. I know, that's okay. But in it, it talks about all of these promises, right, Bennett? You see? You want to touch the water? You can just see. See? Wet fingers. See? <laughs> You're like, I'll take the, the, the dabs. <laughs> but I'm going to read to you now what Jesus has done for you about Jesus' love, okay? For both of you, Bennett and Avery, Jesus Christ came into the world. and Not only did he come into the world, he lived and he showed how much God loved each of you. And he entered the darkness of Gethsemane, the horror of Calvary. For you, he uttered the cry, it is finished. For you, he rose from the dead and he ascended to heaven where he intercedes. That means he talks on our behalf. He's always working for you and for me. All of this was done for you, though you really don't know it yet, right? You know little bits of it, but you don't know it completely. And guess what? I don't know it completely yet either. But he did all of this for us before we ever even knew it. And that's why we say, he loved, we love because he first loved us. And then we promise we'll continue to tell you this good news until it becomes your own. And so the promise of the gospel is fulfilled. Again, we love because God first loved us. Jesus loves you. Sound good? All right, Bennett. You ready? And Bennett, by the way, has one of the coolest middle names in the whole wide world. You do, bud. Bennett Thor Hearspink. I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Jesus loves you, buddy. And Avery Jean here, Spink. I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus loves you too, sweetie. Yeah, awesome. Now, community, if you'll stand with us, you're the church. Whether you're part of covenant partners with us here at Heart of Wike, or whether you just believe in Jesus, you're part of the church. And we have a call as brothers and sisters to love them and walk with them. So I'm going to ask you some questions too. Do you promise to love, encourage, and support these brothers and sisters? by the teaching of the gospel, the good news of God's love, by being an example of Christian faith and character, and by giving the strong support of God's family in fellowship, prayer, and service. If you can say so, please say, we do, God helping us. Awesome. If you'll stay standing, we're going to come right here by your family. Um, and have, We're going to have them put hands on them. We're going to say a prayer. If you feel comfortable and want to raise your hands towards us but let's come on in come close moving you a little bit ben (laughs) but uh let's let's together join in prayer god thank you for ben for shana for bennett for avery Uh, thank you for their family uh, their friends uh, who are able to join with us thank you for your church um, and lord though not perfect Um, but has been a part of their journey. Ultimately, Lord, thank you for loving them relentlessly, unconditionally, Lord, and for being with them. Even though, God, we're not always with you, you have been faithful. God, today we celebrate your faithfulness to them and we also celebrate their commitment, their continued commitment to follow you. God, we pray that um, Bennett Avery will continue to grow up um, in in the knowledge of how much you love them, what your forgiveness looks like, what your life is like in them, that they'll know you and know who they are in you. I pray for Ben and for Shana, God, that you will give them wisdom and guidance as they parent their children. Lord God, we don't parent our children perfectly, um, but Lord, we keep leaning into your perfection. We keep relying on your grace to lead. So Give them your grace by your spirit, your wisdom, your guidance, your direction, and help us as the church be the best reflection we can be of you. And where we fail, Lord, help us to seek not only your forgiveness, but theirs. And God, again, to glorify you in our life together. Thank you for them. We bless you for them. In the name of Jesus, all God's children said, amen. Let's again welcome them. At this time, you may have a seat and we're, uh, with school ending, we're kind of things in children's ministry transition a little bit, but we're going to have kids uh, through second grade meet Miss Becky and I over at the door. So through second grade. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much. Just praise you for the baptism we were able to witness this morning with a reminder of your promises that were true yesterday, today, and forever. We bless these children here this morning and their families um, as we learn more about your word in prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we jump into the message, I got a couple uh, just ministry things going on that I want to highlight for us this morning. Uh, First off, uh, if you are Covenant Partners here, partners with us in ministry, or members, if you're not familiar with the kind of Covenant Partner language, uh, this week Thursday there was an email that went out uh, for a request from our council to affirm our new council members uh, to affirm that or decline that. That's certainly up to you. But those names are out there on your uh, the bulletin when you were coming in through the door. There's also a QR code. If you have not um, either said yes or no, I'm gonna ask you at some point in time if you want to, in dead middle of what I'm saying, in the best point of the world snap that QR code, <laughs> um, feel free to do that. Or uh, if you're just good old classic, uh, give me a pen and paper outside of both doors, um, there's a paper ballot. If you can kind of fill that out and then stick it in one of our offering boxes uh, that are spread throughout uh, the room, out in the, the area, the welcome area, we would definitely appreciate that. Uh, the second thing that uh, I want to actually make sure that I mention is uh, last week, Sunday, uh, we had a cookout to say thank you for our volunteers. Um, we can't do ministry, and the church can't live without volunteers, um, without people giving time, energy, talents, giftedness. Uh, and we just want to continue to say that. So there's some hugs and kisses out there. like uh, So grab one, and if you, and listen, if you pray for us, you're volunteering. <laughs> you know, some of you welcome. Some of you are making coffee. Some of you, you know, I'm grateful for how, how Shana has serves. I mean, you look at a band every week, those in the worship team. Uh, you look at folks behind the scenes who are making sure that the building is cleaned. Both those who get paid and those who don't. I mean, the, the amount of volunteers that take that energy that goes into leading programs. Um, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And again, we just want you to know, thank you. Um, we appreciate you. We can't do ministry together um, without you. And it's a blessing. I know when I get to look out as pastor and see so many people involved, my, my mantra is always, just find one thing, right? And when everybody does one thing, man, the ship rises Uh, and in that one thing doesn't matter if it's seen or unseen that one thing matters and so just praise God for you thank you again and uh, let's go to prayer uh, as we dive into the scriptures this morning God thank you again just for for baptism and the reminder of who we are in you Um, Lord that we are adopted loved children We are forgiven. Lord, as Drew Drew said at the beginning of worship, Jesus, you did what we could never do for ourselves. Lord, and you've rescued us. You've paid for all of our sins. You you pulled us out of the pit. You've restored us to relationship with you. That's why we can actually talk to you. Even as I'm getting ready to preach on prayer, Lord, uh, the reality of prayer is that we get to have a relationship with you because of what you did, Jesus. Baptism reminds it of it, reminds us of that. Your scriptures this morning remind us of that. Don't ever let us forget it, Lord, because that's the way life was created to be with you. and to know that that's been restored, that we can have that, Lord is a gift. So thank you. Thank you for that gift. Lord, thank you uh, this morning just for. All of our brothers and sisters in this room, all of our brothers and sisters in this West Michigan community, all of our brothers and sisters around the world who know this truth. God, we, we, if we were to just keep praying for people, we'd never leave. The amount of stories of good things and celebrations that are going on, Lord, I, we, we, the things that we would give you praise for, uh, Lord, are astounding. And in some ways, incomprehensible. We also know that the challenges we face, too, are numerous. Father, the depths of the valleys we're walking through are pretty dark. In all of these things, Lord, I pray that your peace that surpasses all understanding will continue to guard all of our hearts. That the long, deep breath that we can take will be anchored in the knowledge that you are with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. Lord, that truth is real whether we have failed you or whether we lived really well. You never leave us or forsake us, period. Because you say so. Not because we earned it because somehow we deserved it. Simply because you said so. And that character, who you are, never changes. So help all of us rest in that. Help all of us be strengthened in that. For the the things we're facing. Lord, that as we celebrate, help us to remember you and give you praise as we suffer, as we struggle. Lord, help us to, to rest in your arms. Help us as we doubt to come to you with those doubts, to, to wrestle, to question. And, and, and as we find answers, help us to receive a joy that comes only in you. Now, God, as we go in your word, speak. Lord, we've been preparing a series for this summer. But Lord, as much as we prepare, we need more your spirit to move for you to teach us, for you to lead us, for you to guide us. So God, please do that. Holy Spirit, put in me words that you want said to us. Get rid of things that you don't want. And even if somehow I end up sticking my foot in my mouth, Lord, work that for your good. In spite of me, for us and for your glory. God, we want to see you lifted high. So speak. Speak. Speak, for we're here listening. In Jesus' name, all God's children said, amen. So throughout this summer, uh, we're going to be engaging, Drew mentioned this already, the Lord's Prayer. And, and, and the fact that the Lord's Prayer was something, uh, and we're going to hear that in just a moment, that Jesus gave to his disciples and gave to us. Now, does he give it to us as a mantra to pray? No. What we're going to find throughout this series in this summer is that the Lord's Prayer for us is a model given to us. It, it's, guide, it's a guide for us. It's signposts for us in how we relate to and have a relationship with God. I've got two words for us today that I want you to remember and I want you to hold on to. And that's relationship and resource. Okay, can you say that with me? Relationship and Resource. Right, That prayer, as we talk about what prayer is, that prayer is all about a relationship. And in prayer, we get to tap into the resource that we have in and through God. And that raises the question, why do you pray? Why do I pray? How many of you prayed in your life because you were told to? Anybody? Oh boy, Any. Come on, yeah, I know some of you are, right? Now you say those prayers. You know, like, I want to eat. Nope, 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 let's make sure we pray, <laughs> right? <laughs> How many of you pray because you feel like you have to, otherwise, God won't love you? Anybody ever experience some of that? Man, if I don't pray, God's not going to love me. So I better perform. Right, where where it's not just this this thing I have to do, this this obedience. And again, obedience isn't a bad thing, but if we put it in the wrong place, it can be. Right? It, it, where it's, no, we're really kind of posturing ourselves. Well, you can posture yourselves in prayer. You can also perform in prayer, right? And, and that is, all right, let me, let me wax poetic because I know if I don't perform, God won't love me. Or how about this? If I don't say all the right words, people around me will laugh and they were not, they're not going to like me. How many of you don't pray in public because you don't want people to hear you screw up? Right? Less about whether or not God cares about what you say, more about what everybody else is going to say. Yeah? Yeah? Right? Prayer gets mixed in. There's a lot of things that get mixed into this thing that's actually supposed to be for us, a gift given to us to be a relationship. As a dad, like my kids are, are getting older, right? They're not Avery and Bennett anymore. You guys know my kids, right? Sam's almost 18. Sam is not climbing on my lap anymore, are you, buddy? No. <laughs> And he's really big, so that would be kind of weird, right? Bella is beyond my little girl anymore, right? You know, f- at 15, she's just not climbing on dad's lap anymore, right? It, but, but here's the thing. When they were little, did I care about? And, and even now, if my kids come to me to talk to me, do I care about how they're communicating with me, what they're saying? I'll tell you what, my pff, love my daughter. She is like me. I am going to, let me preface what I'm going to say because she is like me likes to use lots of words, and sometimes all those words don't always come together, right? You know this. You've listened to me for like four years, right? Like, <laughs> not every idea falls perfectly in line. Do I care? Do I go, hey, you know what? Uh, you have now failed this conversational test. Um, you need to go. I-, I want you to write five pages. I want you to put everything in nice order. Then I want you to come and talk to me. Man, what kind of bonehead would I be? Right In prayer, we get to talk to, we get to have a relationship with, we get to tap into right, who someone else is and who we are. If we confuse prayer as something to be performance, about posturing, Or even we confuse it with, well, God knows everything that's going to happen, so why pray? Then we're missing the point entirely as we walk into this series. We're going to miss the point entirely if we think that the Lord's Prayer is just something we need to recite perfectly so that God loves us. We're missing the point entirely when it comes to prayer. If we think that, well, you know what? If we say forgive us of our trespasses versus our debts, like uh, we're going to miss it entirely. That's why this morning I feel it's so incredibly important that you remember that prayer is about relationship. And it is about the gift of being able to tap into the resources of an almighty loving God. So as we live into this, as we think about this this morning, I want to direct our attention to Luke. There's two times where uh, Jesus teaches the Lord's Prayer. I don't think they're the same occurrence, because I don't think Jesus taught on prayer only one time and that was it. I don't know about you, I need to go back to scriptures multiple times to hear things in different ways. I think Jesus did that a lot too. The situation in Luke is different than the situation in Matthew. But in Luke's situation, we hear a little bit different style. That's why it's not a mantra to pray, right? It's not about get the words exactly right and then. Jesus was offering a model, offering us some signposts for our prayer, for our relationship with God. So we're going to choose Luke's story this morning. Luke chapter 11, starting in verse 1. If you don't know what Luke is, Luke's the third gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. These are the four gospels in the New Testament. So Luke. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John, John the Baptist, taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend. You go to him at midnight and you say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I don't have any food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, eh, don't bother me. Door's already locked. My children and I are bed. I can't get up and give you anything. How many of you have ever done that? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? No, no, sorry, dude. Not, not going to work. Right? But listen to this. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yeah, because of your shameless audacity, he'll surely get up and give you as much as you need. Right? Stop bugging me. How many have ever given somebody just because, like, hey, All right, Jesus is using this illustration. So I say to you, Jesus says, verse 9, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For anyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. To the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, Jesus says, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake instead. Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then, though you're evil, (laughs) know how to give good gifts to your children. right? Those of us, though, though we know, we have sin in our lives, right? We don't always get it right. Even if we know how to give good gifts to your children, listen to this. He says, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So often the scripture, ask, seek, knock, has been, hey, ask for whatever you want, you're going to get whatever you want. But that's not what Jesus is saying here. He's saying that prayer is about a relationship. (laughs) Jesus himself prays all throughout Luke. Luke, more than any of the four Gospels, says that Jesus would go away and spend time in prayer. Didn't matter where, didn't matter how, right? Beginning of this chapter. He is just in a certain place praying. Praying. Now, there's all kinds of times where we look at Jesus and we go, man, we look at his miracles, we look at his power, we look at his teachings. And and we, in Luke, though, like the thing that we find out is before all of those things happen, Jesus is usually doing what? Pray. He's usually connecting himself, staying in relationship with the one, his Father. With the Spirit. The God who is Trinity, like I'm not able to get into all the theology Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We know one God, three persons, right? But even though He's, he's not separated from God Himself, He still prays, He still stays. Prayer is about relationship. At the end of this text, what do we hear Jesus say? What's God gonna give you? His presence, the Holy Spirit, His power, His peace. If you hang around watershed long enough, I'm going to say that always about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the presence, the power, and the peace of God living within us, right? That's what we're reminded of in baptism today. That in prayer, when we pray, it's not about getting something. It's not about. It's simply, first and foremost, being reconnected to the God of the world that created us, to our life source. Jesus knew he couldn't live without his Father. He couldn't live without the Spirit. That would be like living without a part of himself. Be like chopping off his arm and going, I really don't need you. Jesus prayed. Disciples look at that and they go, man, there's something different about Jesus. Jesus living a kingdom out in front of them in full view, letting what the world should be and look like come to light. They're, they're going, man, teach us to pray. Now, any good disciple would ask their rabbi this question. There were two main kind of sets of prayers for, for the people of Israel. The Shema and, and the Amadah. Now, Shema is hero Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord your God is one, love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, like that prayer. Um, and then there was another prayer of the 18 blessings. I don't know them. Um, I actually think there's a 19th, even though there's 18. So, uh, but these would be prayers that all of um, the people would, would pray as followers of God. And yet, the disciples of their rabbi, their teacher, would say, but how do you pray? As our teacher, can you, can you help us understand, how do you connect with God? The disciples ask, and Jesus says, yeah, this is how I connect to the Father. This is how I, do. and they saw it lived out. That prayer is about a relationship more than anything. So I said about our kids, right, do you care about it, whether or not your kids have every sentence in line when they come and talk to you? about your spouse? Now, you might care more actually with your spouse, right? We ever get in trouble as husbands and wives that way? (laughs) What about your friends, right? We don't don't care, do we? It's a conversation. Because I care more about them than, than what their sentence structure looks like, amen? I care more about being with them as I do whether or not they got it figured out. Jesus says, hey, let me tell you, prayer is all about relationship. It's all about, know this, you want God, you're gonna get him when you pray. And that brings me to that next R, that resource. Prayer is our resource. As much as it's a relationship with God, it's also a resource with us. I, I thought about two other words that it's connection and direction because, you know, as pastors, we either have to alliterate or we have to make things rhyme and, you know, three points in a poem and all that other good stuff, right? But but in in resource, we think about it, and what we see in the Lord's Prayer is that we have a resource of forgiveness. We have a resource of a power to forgive. We have a resource of the one who can provide for us, help us navigate and have wisdom for what we face. We have a resource of the God of the world who's bringing his kingdom one way or another. We know it because Jesus has come, but we know it's going to come to bear fully and finally. And somewhere in between, it keeps popping his head up. <laughs> in prayer we have a resource we get to go to him and, and we get to pour out our hearts we get to we get to share our doubts I mean, if you want to know about some prayers of doubts and wondering and struggle, go to the Psalms. The Psalms is a prayer book of the people of Israel and over 150 Psalms that that are there that are are not only Psalms, but prayers of people crying out of, people trusting, people doubting, people wondering, people celebrating, right? But in these prayers, they go, hey, listen, we have access to the God of the world. We're going to hear next week our Father who gives a rip about our lives. We have have access to a God who who isn't purposefully leading us into pain and harm, but actually wants to reconcile those things in our, wants to rescue us from them. We have a God who goes, yeah, I'm not going to give you snakes. I want to give you bread. god who is good now the question becomes do we believe that it's about relationship it's about then trusting that he's a resource for us that he can direct us and give us wisdom for life right that's what prayer is it's interesting to me and i've done this so i'm not speaking to anyone else in particular i'm speaking to myself how often i judge prayer like a vending machine Put my quarters in, I press E5, I get what I want, or I don't get what I want, and that now proves whether or not God is good. Right, I get it backwards. I've missed that it has anything to do about a relationship with the living God. And I've said, no, I'm actually more concerned about who I am, what I want. Or then I'll actually not pray because it's just not convenient. I don't need him. (laughs) Anybody? Not pray. Because you feel like you really don't need him. I'll go pray when I do, but when I don't. Right? All of us, this is the human journey. This is the human struggle. Sin separates us. That's why I actually, um, Andrew Murray, he was a um, pastor, author. He writes um, years ago in The Prayer Life. His first chapter is the sinfulness of prayerlessness. Like, woo. Sinfulness of prayerlessness. Now, how many of you have ever felt shame in not being able to feel like you're praying well enough? Anybody? Like, I'm not good enough. I don't do this well. Right? That's not actually what he's talking about. He's like, no, no, no. No, scrap that. God loves you. God cares about you. God's forgiven you. He's your dad, right? We're going to talk about this again. Our Father, hallowed be your name, like, like nobody else. Like, okay. He said, forget about that. It's sinful because you're stepping away from the relationship, you're stepping away from the God who gives the resources, you're separating yourself like Adam and Eve did in the garden. That Jesus says, oh, by the way, pray. Hey, I want you to pray this way. I'm going to give you that spirit. I'm restoring the relationship of the garden. I'm, I'm giving you what you look forward to one day in the kingdom that is to come. And when we step away from it, we, 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 we step out of a source of life. I don't know about you, for me, I need to hear that sometimes. I'm going, why am I, and for me it comes as a question, why am I stepping away from the source of life? When I get to talk with him, why, why, why do I just not bother? Why, why do I push him away? when I know he's the resource that can, that can help me, man, why am I not leaning in? Jesus, I think today, just simply reminds us again, keep leaning in. You have a relationship that's been restored because of me, Jesus says. So talk to me. Talk to God. Because as much as I need him, you need him there's a great passage, uh, Hebrews 4. For me, it kind of summarizes some of this idea of relationship and resource of prayer. Let's hear these words. Hebrews 4, this is towards the end of the New Testament, verses 14 and through 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest, right? This is Jesus. He's standing on our behalf. A great high priest who's ascended into heaven. We heard that actually in our Liturgy today, as I read to Avery and Bennett, that Jesus has gone to the throne to intercede for us. Right? Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Today, maybe we'll say, let's, let's pray, knowing that we get to talk to God. We get to communicate with him. It may not mean we always believe it, it may not always, but you know what? What's the harm in trying? <laughs> What's the harm in having the conversation? Because Jesus, man, he makes it possible. So let us hold firmly to this faith we profess. For we don't have a high priest who's unable to empathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he didn't sin. He understands us. So let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy And find grace to help us in our time of need. So that we can tap into the resource that is our living God. Folks, we have a relationship. And we have access to the resources as adopted children of God. Let's run to his arms. Let's lean on him. As we learn to let the Lord's Prayer shape us, I think this journey is one of discipleship. It's one of following God. So often we use this term and we put all kinds of stuff on it. Let me just simplify it, follow Jesus. <laughs> Being a follower of Jesus, it's a journey, right? Wherever you're at in prayer, maybe for you, it's, I'm going to actually just pray. <laughs> Good. For you, it's, it's going, you know what, maybe, maybe I'm just going to, I get super formal and I say the Lord's Prayer and I don't really mean it, but it's just sort of a mantra, <laughs> Maybe, maybe throughout this series, you're going to go, you know what? Maybe I'm going to let the words of it mean something in just a little while. We're going to sing the word, some of the words of this prayer. So we're going to live into the prayer in a little different way. But maybe as we sing those words, you're going to go, you know what? I'm going to try to to let these words mean something to me. Okay. Maybe for, for you, you're going to, you're going to start to think and wrestle with a little bit of going, you know what, I think I've been coming at prayer with the idea of what do I get out of this instead of understanding that it's a relationship to be lived in. And I'm I'm going to to think about that. I don't know. It's a journey, though. Prayer is a journey of discipleship. It's a journey with God. Two more uh, theologians, they were professors uh, as well at Duke Divinity School uh, they write a little book on the Lord's Prayer. Uh, William Willimon and Stanley last say this. We don't choose this prayer. When it comes to the Lord's Prayer, we don't choose it. It chooses us. Right? When the disciples ask, say, they say, Lord, teach us to pray. Again, maybe that's our posture today. Jesus, teach me to pray. Right? We don't choose it. It chooses us. Jesus gives it to us. It reaches out to us. It forms us. It invites us into the adventure called discipleship in praying this prayer we become the people god has called us to be in jesus so not only are we doing something we're becoming something and then they go on later to say this the lord's prayer is a lifelong act of bending our lives toward god in the way that god has offered and that way is this thy will be done thy kingdom The master Jesus, this is his master's class on prayer. It's not only the beginning, Lord teach us to pray, but it's also the end that we're working and will be working on and will be working on us for the rest of our lives, amen? Learning to pray, to trust God as Father, to trust God as holy as we're going to hear. To trust that even though God is separated from us on his throne in heaven, he's still with us through the Holy Spirit that he promised to give us. If we ask, seek, and knock. That that when we ask him for what we need today, he'll provide for us what we need. We don't always know if it will be in abundance. (laughs) We don't always know if it'll just help us get by. But we know he'll give us what we need. We know that when we pray this, he's going to forgive. We, we lean into forgiveness and we know that we're going to need him to enable us to forgive because, man, forgiveness is something that only Jesus could do fully. And so I'm going to need his help if I'm going to offer that in this world. And at the end of the day, if I'm going to live for his glory, I'm going to need him to enable me. Right? This prayer is going to shape us. It's going to mold us. It's going to make us into the people that God has created us to be, if we'll allow it. Today, remember this. Prayer is about a relationship. And it offers us a resource that is the God of the world as we navigate life. Will we allow God to teach us, guide us, and lead us? As we go throughout this series, uh, some of you got as you were walking in um, kind of a, a way of praying the Lord's Prayer. Um, again, acronyms are helpful. There's some out by the door too if you haven't gotten this. Um, but one of the ways that we wanted to make available, this will be on the website as well at heartlike.com um, under the resources. But just a PRAY acronym that the Lord's Prayer can help us understand uh, how we can praise God, right? That, that in our relationship with him, we praise him for who he is, right? We're, we're accessing the God of the world, so I think he deserves a little honor, doesn't he? Like a little praise, a little adoration for who he is. How many of you say thank you to people, right? How many of you, one of the ways we can, he doesn't need our encouragement, but I'm sure he appreciates it. <laughs> but we praise God. That also when we deal with the God of the world, we recognize who we are, we're, we're human beings and we need to sometimes repent. The Lord's Prayer will teach us that we need to ask for forgiveness as well as extend it, but we need it. And that God will actually accept that, accepts you, and will grant us that grace. And then ask. Again, like resource, we need, we need direction, we need help. Sometimes we need God to, to direct the events of life, hopefully in this time frame. But we get to ask. And then finally, that why is to yield, to say, no matter what, God, I trust. Your will be done. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. I'm going to trust you. Even though things may not make sense, I'm going to keep trusting. I'm going to keep holding on. Maybe that's one way. Um, For others, I've got some of you like Books. As pastors, we're looking at J.I. Packer's little book. Was well, one of the little books, uh, Praying the Lord's Prayer. I got a couple copies. If you want one, 10 bucks. If you don't have 10 bucks and you want one, come and talk to me anyways, and I'll give it to you. But I only got two. <laughs> there are more. You can grab it on Amazon. But again, just some other wisdom. Our Heidelberg Catechism, a catechism of our church, a teaching of our church, teaches. Today, It says actually about prayer and asking God to pray. It says, you know what? Ask God for all of your spiritual resources and your physical resources. That's, we get to n- depend on God and go to him for that. That's over at the website. We want to make sure that you have access, but at the end of the day, prayer is it's, it's a work, it's something we got to do. As much as you can read about it, man, I've read lots of books on it, and trust me, it really hasn't done much to help me pray. What's helped me learn to pray is to Pray. And to trust that God doesn't, sorry, doesn't give a crap about how I form my sentences. Where I put my punctuations. Sometimes whether or not I have colorful language. (laughs) Because he cares more about me and what's going on inside of me and what's going on in my life. And he wants to be the resource for us of life, for life. Brothers, sisters, let's engage him. Jesus has made that way possible. That's a gift for us. Let's accept it. Let's pray. God, thank you that you've made a relationship possible. We're reminded in our baptism this morning. We're reminded in the scriptures. Both in our heads and our hearts remind us that as much as, yeah, God, you can change things. There's time, Jesus, you told your disciples, man, these demons, they were only able to be driven out because of prayer, tapping into your power. You are a resource to us. You have the ability to bring your kingdom into this moment and miraculously change the events of life. But you've also miraculously changed the events of life when you died on a cross and you were resurrected to life and now sit on the throne. That you will resurrect all of life to goodness and to your grace. That we were eternal people, not simply 60 years of age people. That's miraculous. But whether or not my mind can comprehend all of that, God, There's a beauty to, you just don't care. (laughs) You simply want us to talk to you. To have, like Jesus had with you, Father, a relationship. That whether we pray at the beginning, the end, or all through, that, God, we keep our eyes fixed on you. That we learn to trust you to be the greatest resource that we have available to us for life now and eternally. I'd encourage our hearts in that. Strengthen us in that truth today. Bring us on the next step in our discipleship journey with you. To lean into life with you a little bit more. God, may the wisdom of the prayer you taught us to pray, God, breathe new life into our relationship with you, new life into our walk, new life into our prayers. God, for your sake, for and for ours. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's ch- children said, amen. amen.
0: Well, we invite you to stand with us. We're going to sing a new song this morning. It's kind of a jam, um, but it's hopefully going to get stuck in your head. We're going to sing some of the lines that are in the Lord's Prayer. And uh, as it's new, so we don't expect you to sing it right away. But listen along, and once you get it, you just can join with us as we sing this together. Father, let your kingdom come.
1: The Lord's Prayer. Let's go.